Hi friend, how are you? I'm doing okay. It's been a, an interesting Christmas period. Back at the day job now. Um, and that comes with its its own realisations, really. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me and the biggest change that I've had um, is of a physical nature. And that's what we're going to talk a little bit about today. But before we do, first of all, Happy New Year. I hope that you have had a wonderful uh, kind of festive break and that it was a break for you you did get some time to relax and refresh and generally just recuperate yourself last year again was a tough old old year for I think everybody in reality and we're starting the year in a similar position to where we started last year that's that's not much fun for for many people although there is a bit more of a freedom this year than there was last but that's not what we're going to talk about today we're going to be talking about the stoics Uh, so i've been reading up over the christmas break and some interesting thoughts have sprung to mind but also I'm going to talk to you about some of my own struggles over over this period and just a, a kind of check-in for for each of us um, around our own biases because we all have them whether we like to admit it or not I know I do um, and that's just a fact of life but anyway for now I hope you're sitting comfortably that you're in a in a place where you can hunker down relax calm your mind as I invite you into the safe place you sitting comfortably Yeah? Okay, great. Let's begin then. I'm going to start off with a quote. And it's this. The chief task in life is simply this. To identify and separate matters so that I can say clearly to myself, which are externals, not under my control, and which have to do with choices I actually control. Where then do I look for good and evil? Not to uncontrollable events, but within myself to the choices that are my own. And that's um, Epictetus. And I've completely butchered that name. (laughs) Um, He was a stoic. And this is a kind of core principle, really, of the of Stoicism. 
And we kind of think of stoicism, don't we, as being stoic as almost a, a lack of emotion. It's seemingly misunderstood, I would say, from what, what I've read so far. And essentially what this is saying is that we need to be able to identify the things that we have influence over and those that we don't. What can we change and what can't we change? As an example, I'm running to the bus stop, which I know is very unlikely, and the bus goes. Now, what's within my control and what isn't? The bus has left at its normal time. Should it have waited for me? Well, no, quite honestly. Would I expect a train to wait for me with hundreds of passengers on? No. The cause in that situation is that I would have been running late, quite literally running late in that example. And it's these things that we so often spend energy trying to make things that are just outside of our control happen, or trying to make things that we can't change, change. You know, you're, you're an individual. I'm an individual. I'm not going to be able to duplicate somebody like me and you're not going to be able to duplicate somebody like you. And we see that, don't we? We see that in our children. Now, that's not to say that there won't be similarities. Certainly with my boy, there's some definite similarities. Then that's lovely. But he isn't me, nor should he be. If you're short, you're not going to be able to make yourself tall. And if you do go to the extremes and and try to you know, manipulate your skeleton, <laughs> you're still only going to be able to go so far. That's acting at the extremes. If somebody has a polarised view to you, you can debate it. You can present your side of the, the debate or the, the argument. You can set out all the facts that you want. You can be the most persuasive person. But if that's one of their core values... One of their core beliefs. So if you think about the iceberg scenario, you know, these are things that are really deep at the bottom of that iceberg that you can't see that are inert with within each of us. Changing that is something that you can't do for somebody else. Let me just say that again. Changing that in innate belief is not your job.
presenting the facts, presenting the, the argument, doing so in a, in a way that is kind and compassionate. That's all within your control. And that's stuff that I would love for you to do. But it doesn't mean that that thing that is outside of your control will change. Outside of your sphere of influence. Epictetus, oh, it's just butchering the name again, also said that you can't control choices made by others right now. An addict is a good example. You've got somebody that wants to, or is driven to, I should say, drink. They're addicted to it. And that's because they were abused when they were younger. Suffered in childhood. Now, what they can't change is the childhood. That happened. However sad it is. And it's exceptionally sad. And how difficult it is to live with. You can't change it. But what you can change are the choices that you make now. You can't look back and change the choices of the past. But you can decide how you respond now. You may well have lost your temper with somebody last week. Does that mean that you now treat them in the same way? Does it mean that you act in the same way as you did? Well, no. That's your choice. So, with every kind of waking moment, really, it's a, a really important step to be able to go and identify the things that you can and can't control. And this is particularly re relevant when you think that we're now in a new year. So we've done the reflection piece, we've looked back, gone, okay, that happened. That was good, that was bad. I might do this different, I might do this the same. This is what made the things really good. And these are the things that I can do to stop those things that weren't so good. And that's great. And now is the time that you can choose to act. That you can choose not to need to reflect on those same things that you reflected on last week and reflect on those things that you wanted to improve on. Now is the time that you can make those choices 
and improve. If you've listened to my episode two, really, which was a short podcast on marginal gains, for every small action that you take now, if you repeat and repeat and repeat that action over and over again, then you will come out at the end of the year significantly better off than you otherwise would have done. Because you are compounding that over and over again. And you're improving over and over again. And why wouldn't we want to do that? Why wouldn't you want to act in a way that can improve you, improve the lives of those around you? Or indeed just give yourself a bit more of a happy life? Certainly something that I'm going to focus on this year. And the other thing that I think is quite thoughtful at this time of year is another quote again from Epictetus. I have to make sure I find, find the right way of saying that, aren't I? And he says this. So what is the fruit of these teachings? Only the most beautiful and proper harvest of the truly educated tranquility, fearlessness and freedom. We should not trust the masses who say only the free can be educated, but rather the lovers of wisdom who say that only the educated are free. And that's a really thought-provoking quote for me. And again, this is central to what I've read so far on Stoicism. And they do say some pretty interesting stuff and essentially what this is talking to is the reason behind you doing different things so you might be listening to me because you want to learn you want to understand more you want to support you want to be better in some way you want to achieve a state of peace, tranquility, whatever it might be. Or because you just like the sound of my voice. And that's cool too. But really what it's saying is education has purpose. So that's reading and meditating on the wisdom of great minds. And you don't do it just for the sake of doing. You do it to expand and to grow. You do it to improve yourself. And one thing that I would really stress here is that knowledge is found in books. That is true. It can be found online as well these days. 
that's also true. It could be fine by going on courses or speaking to others and learning from them, from a teacher or just from somebody that you think of as as wise perhaps or knowledgeable. Those are all great things. But also, it's about your own self-awareness, the knowledge of thyself. Looking inward, much like we did last week, and really understanding what it means to be you. So there's two lessons there from the Stoics. One is about focusing on the things that are within your control, because ultimately what that will deliver is a happier place for you. By dismissing those things that you can't control, by not allowing yourself to get into this kind of unwinnable battle, you can focus on the things that you can change that within your gift to do. And then with that, looking inwards at yourself, understanding who you are, understanding what drives you, what makes you better, what brings you joy and happiness and fulfillment. All of those things are your knowledge. Embrace them. Expand who you are, expand your mind in whatever way works for you. But as we're at the start of the year, now is a, a great time to, to do that. Remember that you don't have to have a fat loss goal. You don't have to give up chocolate. You don't have to give up, I don't know, bread or whatever, whatever it might be. You can spin it into a positive action. Rather than giving something up, I'm going to do something. I'm going to control what I can control. And I'm going to learn. I'm going to grow. And I'm going to do little and often. I'm going to form the habits to make myself better, to improve and to embrace life. And that just sounds amazing to me. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're, you agree. I'm really excited for you as well. I'm excited for you to, to go on this exploratory journey and see where we end up. So this is now take six, maybe take seven. Um, few technical issues today. So um, that's been a bit annoying. It's obviously the New Year Gremlins. What was it? Twenty twenty uh, uh, year two thousand. <laughs> if we all thought that everything was going to break, well, I say we. Some people did. <laughs> so biases. Um. There's a couple of reasons that I wanted to talk about bias. One was because uh, I came across a Marcus Aurelius quote that sparked a bit of interest in my mind uh, that links in. 
And the other is because of some of the experiences that I've recently had that just got me thinking about why we have these and, and why people act in, in certain ways. So let me start off with the quote. Your mind will take the shape of what you frequently hold in thought. For the human spirit is coloured by such impressions. And it's a funny thing, isn't it? If you were to, I don't know, cram yourself into if you were to cram yourself into an old pair of jeans that no longer fit but you squeeze yourself into them buckle tight by the end of the day there would be a literal impression in your skin And the only thing that's going to change that is the release and something different happening. And your brain is in many ways like that. Brain um, elasticity is, is a term that's used for it. But essentially, if you are crowding your mind with the same thoughts then guess what will grow from it you've got it more of the same thoughts so if you have certain biases and you leave them unchecked then that will compound and compound and compound and if you think about the um the mini episode i did which was kind of episode two and it was talking about marginal gains, the 1% principle. And it, it applies in this sense as well, in that if you were doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again, if you're repeating, compounding that same thing, that thing grows. A bit like going to the gym, isn't it? If you lift weights, then you grow muscles. And if you train the same thing only, so if you only do upper body, then you might have a great big stonking upper body, but you'll have no legs. Well, not no legs, but you get my point. <laughs> Which made me think of some of the people at some of the old gyms I used to go to. Yeah, not not the look that I would ever want to go for, but never mind. Um and that's kind of my own bias, isn't it? And that I would rather have strong legs um, than a stronger body. It's probably down to part of the reason for talking about biases. Um, which I'll come on to very shortly. But also the, the part of that in leaving your biases unchecked think about it if you actually were to acknowledge what they are and actively stop yourself in situations where you were going to act on your biases is that a good thing 
I I would say so. I'd say it was. Um, because what you're doing there is that you're trying to ensure that you are looking at what's real. Think back to a couple of episodes ago where I talked where I talked through my bastardization <laughs> of Plato's analogy of the cave and and what what that kind of means and reality and perception. Yeah, it's 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 it is what what we are bred to to do. Yeah, you know, we are what we've grown up with. We are what um what we've not challenged. I've got biases. Um they probably change, but I really actively try and check myself. So if I'm feeling angry towards someone is it because of my perception of them or is it because they've done something that deserves anger towards them probably more often because of my perception and I just have to stop myself and take a breath I mean I'm I'm saying take a breath I'm I'm kind of thinking of a of an internal thought really here but you can do a, a literal breath and just acknowledge the fact that that's perception and then start thinking about the facts and rationalize it and the big reason that that I to talk about it today was simple really comes from Christmas and yeah, parts of Christmas were great yeah, I see my little boy happy and um, excited that was lovely but I've also had a kind of crazy level of pain um to the extent I couldn't walk. I felt properly disabled. Um, and that's not me belittling anybody. Just in the sense of that I, I really, I didn't feel able to do things. And this was always on the cards, unfortunately. So I, I was born with something called um, bilateral telepes equinivorous um, and to put that into <laughs> more normal context that is a lower limb condition um, and it's a lower limb condition that is reasonably common in its different severities um, most often it is dealt with by using corrective boots and casts and stuff um, when you're a teeny tiny baby um, sometimes even now it requires surgery and you know obviously it's been a few years but um, when I was four months old I, I had surgery and that was to correct um, 
my disformity uh, or abnormality and it might help you visualize it a little bit in, in that it's also known as club feet because essentially what is happening is that your lower limbs from your knee down really um, aren't growing in quite the way that they should um, mine was congenital so that means that it um, is something that I essentially inherited rather than it being a fluke but yeah I don't think anyone really knows that but that's what it says on on the medical stuff um, basically my lower leg bones uh, twisted and that obviously then causes your ankle and foot to be in a different shape so not a normal foot and ankle and yeah I guess you could call me a flipper um, if I let you I'm not letting you just to be clear but yeah I, it was it was pretty severe the one the version of it that I had um, that was reasonably corrected through surgery after trying the the casting and, and stuff but that wasn't wasn't working um, and you know at some point that was always going to mean that I would require more surgery later in life um, and it's also meant that I've had a a life of of pain um sometimes it's better sometimes it's been pretty bad to say the least um yeah sometimes some years have been okay some years have been horrific um and it's always been something that i've had to think about always tried not to let people judge me on it but you know happens um particularly when you're a kid um I can remember being called some names and stuff when i was younger which wasn't particularly fun um you know I, I, it also made me really stubborn and driven to to do things that i get told that i can't do because nobody can make that decision for me it's it's my choice um it's within my gift to do looking back perhaps i should have taken more of the advice um yeah you know, i played different sports rugby uh football obviously and tennis is something i always enjoyed um basketball was something i loved when i was kind of early teens late teens i guess um high school really uh and you know that was my choice and it probably meant that i <laughs> i probably brought stuff forward a little bit but that's anything you don't know so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna dwell on that but there's also a couple of accidents you know i had i had knee surgery when i was 
14, 15, um, which was as a consequence of being a bit out of uh, out of line on my in my lower limbs. Um, that was both knees. Yeah, I just got on with it. I crutches for a bit. More pain, you know. It's just part of life. You just deal with it. And I think that it's an important life lesson in many ways. And that actually you, you do, you, you do just deal with it. Um, you deal with it and you, you kind of get on with it. Um, and you try not to let things hold you back. Um, things kind of started to change a little bit when I was at uni. Um, so I broke my foot slash ankle, uh, by rolling my ankle on a bottle and then, yeah, it was missed by, um, A&E and all sorts of things went on. Um, but that's, uh, seemingly ended up with some pretty bad arthritis for the last, what, 10 years, roughly. Maybe a little bit more than that. Um, yeah, and that's that's not much fun. And for those of you that, that have dealt with that, it, you'll know that it's it's not fun. It is really very painful. Um, but you know, there's there's lots of things that I can do. So, good physio, um, acupuncture. Um, steroid injections and, and stuff into into the areas of pain and, and all these sort of things have helped over the years but for the last six months really it's gone gone really downhill um and it kind of culminated in christmas day <laughs> and just standing up was sore it's not even walking, just standing was horrid. But I was cooking and, you know, being the host as much as I could. And it got to probably about three o'clock that day. And I literally couldn't walk. I was in masses of pain, felt sick from the pain. And by by the end of the day, I just couldn't do anything. I mean, I had to crawl upstairs. Um, yeah, I've, I, I now walk with a stick, which I'm not really that comfortable with if, if I'm truthful. It kind of shows people that I am not normal. <laughs> um, I've never wanted to be normal, but yeah. With my lower limbs, I've always wanted to be normal. Um, so that's pretty, pretty ropey at times. But it also has really shone a light for me on on people's perception. Um, and there's kind of different pots of people, really. One pot are the the people that look at you in pity and they can go fuck themselves don't want pity 
you've got another pot that look at you in a kind of quizzical way almost of are you faking it and guess what they can also go fuck themselves why would I why would I fake what's yeah just why and then you've got the other part of people where it's more of an, un, an understanding and that's slightly odd in itself every one of those parts is led by their own biases so the pity i don't want pity i just want to want to be treated normally you know you can ask me questions that's fine in fact welcome it but don't treat me differently don't look at me differently don't look at that in that oh poor him no stop that not poor me dealt with this my whole life and I'll carry on dealing with it yes it is incredibly sore yes my mobility sucks getting upstairs can be difficult even on the best day that I've had in the last let's say six weeks of being able to take a step at a time kind of thing and that can be a bit embarrassing at times And, you know, there's some options, more surgeries, which is a bit depressing for a 36-year-old. But, you know, one of the things that makes me who I am is that I'll get through it. I'll be the one that survives. about some of the stuff that I've had going on um, and you know that is what it is it's not going to change the world but hopefully what it might change is how you look at your own your own biases um, and just, just acknowledge them just know that they're there have a think about what is it that makes you angry or what is it that perhaps makes you assume certain things and once you know it's then about doing something about it and just remember that quote and remember how you know as Marcus Aurelius said your mind will take the shape of what you frequently hold in thought for the human spirit is coloured by such impressions and I think that's a really good way of just checking in with yourself and deciding what it is that you want yourself to think the more you put in the more time you put in the different things that you read that you listen to etc etc the broader your views will be and the more in check you can keep your your biases and just remember that it's okay to have them just completely natural really because we've all been brought up in 
different places and uh, around different people and, and all that type of thing. And some people will be exposed to um, somebody that's disabled, as an example. And others won't have been. But knowing and understanding that is key. But for now, that draws today to a close. The next session, though, the next episode, um, I'm going to have a guest. And this is somebody from from I've known for thirty years plus. Um, he's a really really good guy. Um, interesting story to tell, and this will be one of of many um, with, with different guests on, just sharing stories, learning from each other. Um, so yeah the next episode you'll hear will be um a guest episode so that's really exciting i'm looking forward to, to bring that out for you but for now as always i leave you with love compassion 